0: It's Tuesdays with Aaron. Here's Jason Wildy with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers on ESPN Wisconsin. It is the Aaron Rodgers show. Tuesdays with Aaron with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers.
1: Sound guy I've got to replace this guy. Sorry, I'm getting the uh, coffee too busy set busy worrying up about here. your coffee. No, it's important.
0: I'm sorry. Brand new uh, creamers, so you had to worry about the uh, safety cap there. Yeah. How you doing? Good.
1: Glad we're still playing.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure if we'd be doing this uh, on the phone or what would be happening if things didn't go your way. Yep. Well, thanks a lot for extending the show another week in person.
1: Thank you, John Coon. Let's keep giving John some some pub. I know he appreciates it. Merry Christmas. Hope everybody had a good Christmas out there. Happy New Year. Exciting time. Can you believe it's almost 2014?
0: It is. It just feels like it was 2005 just yesterday.
1: I know, and you were 40. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, that was quite the game on Sunday. We should probably talk a little bit about that. I know you guys have the midnight rule. Um, but with I don't few, know what that is. But. That's what Mike McCarthy said. He said after midnight, you uh, you stop talking about what you did in the previous game.
1: I guess I we think can that's break clean. it. We can break it one time. Yeah. Um, we need that video so they can see me uh, wiping off this uh, this stir for my coffee here.
0: We have more if you don't want to use a previously used one, but it hasn't been.
1: That's used, that's so. next year.
0: Um, we, it's not in the budget. So all right. So
1: they can see your dirty office here. I don't think it's okay. Bad. Go ahead. That yes. Bad?
0: Um, we won. Okay, uh, you won.
1: <laughs> Pretty good game, though. And Exciting. F-
0: relatively entertaining for mm. those of us that weren't participating. So, roller coaster season, roller coaster game allows you to extend your season with a couple days' perspective. Just kind of your overall thoughts on how things played out on Sunday in Chicago.
1: It was, it was a typical Bear Bear Packer game. You know, it was uh, physical. There were uh, a lot of momentum swings. Yeah, you know, I have a great appreciation for that crowd. They always, uh, they always bring it. They were loud. They were into the game. Jay played really well uh, for them. Uh, got their guys involved. Forte had a big day. Um, Marshall and Jeffrey made some big catches. Uh, but it was uh, back and forth, and it came down to uh, you know which team could make uh, make the last big play. Unfortunately, we were that team uh, to be able to get that touchdown in there and win the game.
0: I want to talk more about the game, but I think it would I'd be not doing my due diligence if I didn't talk about the importance of using what you did on Sunday going forward. I mean, is it still I, – I assume it would still be meaningful because of what an incredible win it was. But if you don't use it as a springboard to something greater, does it take some of the luster off of what you guys did if you don't go out and – beat the 49ers this weekend and maybe go on a run here with that
1: i don't think so i really don't i think okay. uh, this season this first season is is put to bed uh and now it's a new season uh we can always look back fondly at the way we got uh into the playoffs incredible uh, uh events that happened uh, randall coming back and having uh two touchdown catches and only catches the game jordy fighting through uh, a real bad sickness and had 10 catches uh you know, the the little players on both sides of the ball, Tremont with a big strip early on.
0: Jordy was sick? Yeah. You're breaking news on the show. Am I?
1: Yeah. I've been known to do that every now and then. Uh <laughs> yeah, he was he was thrown up on the bus afterwards. It was kinda gross. Yuck yeah. You weren't
0: sitting next to him, were you?
1: I had to ride home with him. Uh he, I was the uh, yeah, well, it was that's my right. week to do game. the uh, yeah, to do the carpool. <laughs> so but it was in the back. The bathroom's in the back. Uh, that's probably not what viewers want to hear. What was I saying? Uh, yeah.
0: How two seasons separate yeah, break th- This
1: is a game where I think we're, all, we're always going to be able to look back uh, proudly on the way we got in the playoffs. And now this is a new season. This is, you know, we get, I've said it before on the show, we get paid uh, f- for the regular season. And uh, you you carve out your legacy in the postseason. Hopefully, we can all do that uh, collectively and individually uh, through our performance. Uh, hopefully, over the next uh, four games. So that's the goal. We we got in. We got a home playoff game. Uh, we're we're in need of some uh, crazy fan noise this week. So we're calling all the fans to uh, to get there. Uh, early and uh, be as loud as you possibly can Uh, we need your support this week and uh, it's going to be an exciting game a great opponent um, team that had an excellent regular season and now we're in the postseason anything can happen
0: so talk a little bit more about that game you said how your legacy is made in the the postseason but Mike McCarthy made an interesting comment yesterday. He called that game-winning drive and, and maybe the game itself uh, probably your finest hour as a Green Bay Packer. Where do you see that ranking? And just for perspective, coming back from missing eight weeks with a injury against your biggest rival on the road in bad weather, converting three fourth downs and a third down on the drive, coming from behind in the fourth quarter, and against an all-out blitz with <laughs> Julius Peppers in your face, I would say that that was probably a pretty nice moment.
1: Yeah, it's definitely right up there among, uh, among the best uh, I've ever been a part of. Uh, I like to... To throw in some stuff from uh, my younger years as well, uh, as far as all-time sports moments. Um, <laughs>
0: These are ones that didn't make the the Peter King list. Yeah, the Monday Morning uh, Quarterback.
1: The post I threw to uh, Ryan Gobranson against Enterprise as I was a sophomore JV football player to win the game was pretty special. The slant I threw in the uh, in the uh, in the junior Allman Bowl um, as a, as a sophomore as well to beat Chico High 90 yard drive that was pretty special. Obviously the game against Shasta at Butte was, it was a fun one. That's always a big one. Yep. There was some other big moments at Cal. But this obviously is, is near the top of, uh, the NFL, NFL experiences and, and the stuff that we've been through. Um, you know, the, the run we had in 2010, especially the Atlanta game was, uh, one of those special nights. The Super Bowl was amazing. So many great memories from that. But this, uh, as far as regular season is probably, is probably right at the top.
0: Um, How did you feel during the course of the game Um, in terms of the collarbone? Did it give you any trouble? How did it hold up? Uh, Were there concerns? We talked last week about how Charles had said that he worried, Charles Woodson had worried about how his was going to hold up. He actually said on the NFL Network last week that he was diving around his living room leading up to the game to (laughs) test it out. Um, How did it it hold up? How did it feel? And confidence-wise, how did you feel about it?
1: I felt really good about it. Uh, ever since I, I tried to uh, shovel my driveway and actually slipped on some ice, I had a pretty good feeling I was going to be able to to fall and, and not have some major issues. That's another breaking news there. Uh,
0: I heard that last week.
1: Thankfully, no one in my neighborhood was, uh, was out there watching or videoing me because uh, that would have been uh, great uh, YouTube uh, material there. <laughs> Uh, but you
0: didn't fall on your collarbone. No, Did you I didn't. Find out your I'm more on what? my
1: back. I would say I was back. wearing my Chuck Norris shirt, though, so I feel like that kind of uh Protected gave you. me Some sort of protection. Uh, thank you, uh, Chuck, for that. Uh, but no, I felt I felt good about it. I, I wanted to take that first hit. The first hit was actually a very painful one, uh, the late one, but but not painful in my collarbone area. Uh, the you know as I sit here on Tuesday, the most. Uh, most painful areas uh, on my body are my calves. On the uh, the run I had on third down, it set that gave us a first down where I somehow made the lance miss. Uh, both my calves started cramping up. It's kind of a uh, an area of uh, uh, of laughter among the quarterbacks because uh, for a while Flynn had a weird uh, phobia about uh, his calves. That I guess has passed in the last couple of years, but but we always joke about it. It's mostly he makes fun of me uh, in the past, especially mostly uh, indoor games. Occasionally my calves calves would cramp, one or the or both, and no idea how in that temperature you can get both your calves to cramp. But 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 mine did there on the last drive, and uh, they're a little tight today, but uh, nothing that's going to bother me uh, moving forward.
0: So. Uh, You mentioned the the run against Briggs, and I wanted to ask you about that because there was a play earlier in the game where, and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it looked like you slid maybe earlier than Aaron Rodgers normally would slide. And it made me wonder, are you being extra careful with the collarbone? Because then when you did face down Lance Briggs on, what was it, third and four, you got five yards, there was no hesitation. So I didn't know if that was a... You were conscious of it early, and then you just were "quote unquote" playing football, or maybe how that unfolded for you.
1: Yeah, I was. I was conscious about it uh, early. I don't want to take any unnecessary shots, so I made sure I got down on that first slide pretty early. Uh, the late third and four was purely reactionary. I got out of the pocket and looked. I think I might have glanced to the. To the first down marker, and when i came came back, I just lance was kind of right there, so it was just a reactionary thing. knowing I had to get a couple yards uh it wasn't uh that I you know showed any extra toughness there or felt more comfortable. It was just I was making a football play there, and thankfully uh he did go for a, a trip i don 't know if you watched the replay he he tried to trip me, and I think he he it worked um. Savvy play by, by Lance there, but I was able to uh, barely get the first down.
0: It wasn't as good as your tackle of Brian Urlacher in the NFC Championship game.
1: No, but uh, the last couple times I've thrown two picks in Chicago, things have worked out pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
0: a couple other things, and then we'll move on to inside the helmet, look ahead to the 49ers and get to your Ask Aaron questions. Um, you mentioned a couple times here the the late hit. Now, some people saw that as uh, as maybe... Uh, malicious, especially considering who did it—Shay McClellan, who was the perpetrator of the initial injury. Other people, I noticed—that's a
1: good Scrabble word there.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at that game. Um, not surprising. The—the the, uh, well, I only got half my ACT score. So um, now there were other people I would say, you know, like Bill Raftery, that it was kind of a nickel dimer. Um, how did you view the play? And then what was the conversation? with him after the play? Because you did talk to him, and you didn't look like you were particularly big friendly.
1: I didn't know at first who did it. So There's been times I actually got a flag in junior college. Uh, we were playing Fresno, and I got hit really late, and I got up and I was pretty upset. Uh, it was my own guy who fell on me. <laughs> so that happens from time to time. So you, When you get up, uh, you're not quite sure who landed on it. It could have been a lineman who got tripped or pushed from behind, or it could have been a defensive guy. Uh, I saw the flag. So I figured it was uh, obviously a defensive guy. And then it looked like uh, 99 was the one that did it. Um, and I had a conversation with him earlier in the game that I shared afterwards, uh, joking with him that, that I was giving him the opportunity to apologize. And we had a nice conversation. And I don't think there's any malice there. But uh, he did say during the week that, you know, he wanted to rattle me and he was going to hit me a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there was any uh, intention there. But uh, I don't think it was a dirty play. I really don't, I don't think he's a dirty player. Um, and I didn't, I didn't see the replay on that, whether or not it should have been a penalty or not. I'm sure Bear fans probably don't think so.
0: I know this isn't the NBA, but I did want to follow up on that because there was a time uh, in the playoffs in Arizona where, you know, in the span of I think it was three plays, you took a blow to the head and it didn't get called, and then obviously on the touchdown uh, by the Cardinals there was a face mask that do, – do you feel like – Either the the calling of contact with the quarterback or your respect level has gotten better that you got that call.
1: I don't. I don't. As a as a football purist, I, I hope that's not the case. Um, being a, a Michael Jordan fan growing up, you always used to hear people talk about the Jordan rules. How he would get a, a certain calls because of who he who he is. Um, as a Jordan fan, you couldn't buy into that, and as a as a purist of the game, I, you you hope that's not the case. Um, obviously, you want to be protected, but I think if, if anything, this year has taught me that it is very. It's become very difficult for defensive players uh, to play. Um, and I go back to the conversation I had in Baltimore. Um, these guys are thinking about it every play. Uh, you know their target zones and stuff, and I, I think. You know, on one hand, it's done some good things, avoiding some of the really unnecessary shots, the the intentional shots. But on the other hand, it it, it does make it difficult for those guys to uh, uh, to be able to fly around the same way. So, it, you know, I, I appreciate the the direction that the league has gone with player safety, uh, and it's that's very important. Um, and on the flip side, it is it has made it a little more difficult for for those guys.
0: Let's, uh, let's go inside the helmet, which we haven't gotten to do in a while, no more uh, inside the headset. And I wanted to start following up on uh, some of the other things we just talked about. Eddie Lacy had a touchdown run in which it went up the middle to begin, and then it bounced outside to the left, and lo and behold, who is the knucklehead that is in front of him,
1: sort of blocking? I wouldn't call the blocking. <laughs> I wouldn't at all. What
0: are you doing with the collarbone?
1: I was trying to get in the way of somebody, and I tripped over my own feet, so thankfully I got out of the way. Uh, you know what? Ever since I was at Cal, you know, we always used to stress carrying out the fake uh, on the backside of runs, and I actually had one fairly decent block on a run by Marchand in the uh, in the big game in 2004 where I uh, kind of got in the guy's way and knocked him down maybe. He'd probably say he fell down, but I, I like to say I got a pancake and Marshawn cut across the field and got a big touchdown. So I've always, you know, tried to carry out my fake and then look to see if, if he bounces it, can I get in somebody's way. I've, uh, on a couple occasions, actually gotten in somebody's way. This was a time I saw him go inside. As he started breaking to the left, all I could think about was getting in the way. And I went to push on the defensive back, and I just kind of fell down. So not
0: You kind of got in the way, though. Kind of, yeah good job.
1: I don't Uh, think that aided the touchdown. (laughs) It's more of a uh, laughing point, I think, as you watch the read. Well,
0: let's talk about a few plays that uh, you were a little more impactful, a couple negative, a couple positive. Um, That's about normal for you. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch more positive here. Let's let's talk about the interceptions as a whole because, um, you know, you said, and you were very adamant about this, both leading up to the game and afterward, that you didn't think you were going to be rusty and you didn't feel like you were rusty. But... Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw multiple interceptions in a game very often. Second time this season, I think ninth time in your career. Um, What happened there? I know you said that on the one, it wasn't on Andrew Corliss. We all kind of assumed it was that he stopped his route, but in fact, that wasn't on him. That was on you.
1: Yeah, they were both on me. You know, the the first one, uh, they brought an extra guy. I was able to get outside the pocket, and, um, you know, just in that situation, you know, just throw the ball away. Um, now, if Conti hadn't been there, it's a touchdown. But uh, <laughs> that's always the uh, the devil's advocate there. But uh, it was definitely not uh, not the smart decision there. That was that, that was on a decision there. That wasn't. Uh, again, I didn't feel rusty out there. I, you know, I threw it a pretty high percentage uh, for the game. I felt like I was. Uh, You know, in control of the line of scrimmage and and did a good job with the checks. Um, Can you be rusty
0: in that way? I mean, I I understand arm related, but in terms of sharpness there. Yeah,
1: my arm felt good. Uh, Mentally, I felt good. I prepared, uh, you know, hard all week. But uh, there is, you know, there's always going to be some sort of, uh, uh, you know, Kind of re in, in, indoctrination period, I guess, if if you will. I, I like this. I, I think I made this analogy that it was like it's kind of like the preseason for me. I wanted to take that first hit, uh, get in that first you know that first throw uh, in a live in a live game rep. Um, but I've I've played a lot of football and, and you know it didn't take long to to kind of get in the mix. That was a good drive. Uh, you know we did some good things in that drive. It just ended the wrong way, and the second one was. Uh, uh, was a cover three play with Jordy running the slant on the back side, and I did a good job sitting on my back foot and waiting for the hole to open, and then just missed my spot by about a foot. So, unfortunately, that's what happens when you got, uh, tough conditions. You, you throw a, a hard, uh, a hard throw that's, uh, that's kind of at his back shoulder instead of, uh, you know, middle of his body. In that situation, you want to put it in of his middle, you know, chest, uh, chest level, middle of his body, so, so uh, he can avoid a major hit. You don't want to stretch him out too much. And you know I missed my spot by a foot. It goes up in the air, and uh, you have a turnover.
0: The uh, the most interesting play was certainly Jarrett Boykin's touchdown. Um, take us through it from your perspective. Uh, did you know right away that it was a fumble? And it sounds like you and maybe Edgar Bennett from the sideline were the two most vocal. Uh, people yelling "Run, Jarrett, run!" Uh, during the course of that play,
1: was that a Forrest Gump there? That, that was an attempt. Yeah, yeah
0: that's good. Thanks.
1: Need a little more accent, though. Uh, <laughs>
0: if, feel free to one up me. No, no. Okay,
1: not yet. Uh, I
0: know what a fumble is, Jenny. It's
1: pretty bad. <laughs> I knew it was a fumble. I was, you know, I held it, held it. Protection was great. James is coming over in the back left end zone, and that's what I'm throwing to. Uh, and there was kind of a um, uh, unintentional pick there in the end zone. It's, there were kind of two guys in the same area, and James was actually um, coming free to the to the back pylon, um, got hit, and I knew it immediately that it was an open hand, which is they've been stressing a lot this year about let it kind of go as a fumble and then go to the replay, and if it was an open hand, meaning the ball was fumbled before my hand was coming forward, then it is a fumble. So I knew it was a fumble. But you kind of have to play it there a little bit. Um, because So their guy misses the ball, and I'm starting to move in that direction. Look back at Cleet. He hasn't called anything, but sometimes they kind of confer and then and then wave it off. I'm still moving towards Jarrett. He's actually like almost kicks it and is trying to pick it up. Uh and I'm thinking maybe I should just go pick it up or make sure we get it. And after he picks it up, that's when I again look back at Cleet, the the, the head official, and he's kind of looking at us. And and so I'm just like, go, run. And it's one of those weird plays uh, uh, that happened. There was a play similar back in 08 when we were playing the Lions. Uh, RG had a run. I believe it was RG had a run where it looked like uh, he was down but he, he kind of stayed up and ran, and I was kind of right next to him and saying, Go. And he ended up running 80 yards for a touchdown, then up calling it back on a, on a challenge. But, uh, yeah, you know, you got to keep playing to the whistle. There was no whistle there. And uh, luckily, the first guy, linebacker for the Bears, didn't pick it up clean. And Jarrett was able to grab it. And one of the crazier plays uh, I've been a part of.
0: So everyone else is just sort of looking around going.
1: Yeah, usually there's more guys flowing to the ball. We, you know, we. We talk about it a lot, but there's you know every now and then there's plays that it looks like an incompletion, right? But you gotta you gotta keep playing, and luckily uh, Jared did.
0: Uh, the first fourth and one, um, Mike wanted to punt initially. Uh, what goes on there? He told us that that you know players always want to go for it, <laughs> um, but that you guys were right, and that he said he would have regretted punting there in the grand scheme of things after the fact so take us through how what the lobbying process is or how it worked out that you ended up going for it and then your guy Kuhn picks it up
1: yeah well uh, you know I think a few of us were frustrated with the initial spot it looked like uh, from where I was at after I hit it off I was kind of in line with the spot It looked like he'd gotten the first down uh, they spotted short and uh, I was I was watching Mike and I saw him mouth punt it and I'm thinking no 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 we got got to go for this, don't we? And I kind of look back, and thankfully, Josh and TJ and some of the guys are right there, and we're all saying, let's go for it, let's go for it. And and then, honestly, then chaos breaks out because we go from uh, three receiver personnel to our big personnel, and I look up at the clock, and it's like at 14. And I know what play he wants because we talked all week about our short yardage plays. We had two of them, but it was a it was a personnel grouping where Randall was in the game at, at running back. Uh, so I'm trying to get the play out as quick as possible. We line up, and Jarrett's on the wrong side. And I don't know how that happened, but Jordy kind of breaks the huddle, and Bowman, if you watch the replay, Bowman goes with him because he thinks he's in the game. Then Jordy goes off the field. Bowman comes back over. I send RT in motion, and we're in an illegal formation. Right. So I'm thinking, I look up at the clock. It's like at 5. So I'm trying to get him on the ball quick, make sure Jarrett's off the ball. We've got 7 on the ball. I look up. There's two seconds. I call the cadence as quick as I could. And my initial reaction was I, I handed it off, and I faked it around, and I look back, and all I could see was a body flopping around. I thought it was John, and he was way short of the first down. So then I'm really ticked but it obviously it wasn't John i see the the linesman from the far side come over and and uh, i knew by the spot by the previous spot that we had just gotten a few inches over um, whatever yard line that was the right. 20, you know th- that we would have the first down and knew that we had it and um we were able to get our uh, change personnel and and get into the drive did
0: you get it off i mean it looked like on the tv copy that the clock hit 0 before you get it off uh, obviously they decided you did
1: it was really close though i, th- I think the rule is uh, to my understanding that it, it, uh, the back judge has to see zero he looks to see zero then looks down c zero looks down place not off it's delay game he looks at zero c zero looks down and plays going it's not a delay game. so
0: you cut it pretty close very close uh two more one um Evan Dietrich-Smith had a snap that it looked like you weren't quite expecting it. Uh, nice reaction. What happened there? Uh,
1: yeah, DeeDee and I were just talking about that actually earlier this morning. Uh, DeeDee? Evan Dietrich-Smith, yeah. Everybody's got like, some sort of nickname. So I don't know why they, I didn't make it up, but uh, that's kind of what he goes by. Uh, it's easier than EDS, I think. or Sure. Dietrich-Smith or Smith. Or Dietrich, as or Dietrich. McCarthy calls him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I couldn't even remember what happened on the play because I kind of blacked out after that last touchdown so it's, stuff's coming back after after a while but uh, but Evan was talking about he he was kind of pumping his uh, puffing up a little bit cuz he said the snap was perfect and he's and that's you know and he's glad it was cuz I wasn't really looking right. but uh, I was trying to make a route adjustment to the right and then back to the left and corner of my eye I saw like the right side of the line move and it was just I had my hands kinda of around my waist. I saw the right side of the move so I knew the ball must have been coming or somebody was off sides and next thing you know the ball's in my hand and then it's it goes into just scramble mode like okay what's the play? <laughs> what did I just check to? And there's so many thoughts that are going through your head in a short period of time. Uh, did we come was it a successful play? I don't remember. Have I have to let go me back ask you this and, though. And look did at you, again.
0: So did you actually see the ball? No, I not really. the replay Not really. No. It doesn't look like you saw it coming.
1: No, that's why Didi was he was pumped up because it was a perfect uh, save the Perfect day. snap, according to him. Um,
0: and then, of course, we have to ask about this, even though you you talked about it after the game. Um, just take us through the touchdown to Randall. What a unbelievable play that that turned out to be.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. You know, I, I was watching this, uh, the last drive back and the previous play. Where I throw it to Jordy. Uh, they blew the coverage, and James is wide open down the left sideline. Uh, but I was obviously working the front side. Um, we came back, and we uh, uh, we made a call that kind of a check off of some of the stuff that we were doing. We were having Jordy run across the field. Jordy run across the field. And this time, we we had something else called. The defense was trying to check into something quickly because we stayed at the line of scrimmage. So D was trying to check quickly, and they checked to. Uh, uh, an empty pressure now not everybody was on the same page with, which ultimately helped us out um, uh, because it was empty they are bringing an extra guy once I caught the snap I was looking to throw it hot we call it throw it quick to, to Jordy uh, but he had uh, this major right to uh, bearing down on him really hard uh, end up actually uh, knocks him down uh, which I think is, is uh, illegal contact but um, but knocks him down uh and then the, the beauty of it is that uh, sometimes in uh, in those plays, there's just an extraordinary things that happen or, or effort in, in that situation. So many things had to go right. I mean, I wasn't aware of the uh, of the adjustment that John made. Neither was uh, David Bakhtiari. Right. He's squeezing the left. John does his job and tracks across. He's thinking he's going to be blocking 31 in the B-gap. Uh, 31's obviously blocked by Bakhtiari. Uh, John comes across and cuts uh, Julius. All I'm thinking is, as he's in my face, is I got to hold it as long as I can, and then get it up somewhere because it's fourth and eight. And after I see this flash out of the corner of my eye, I just am able to just move to my left slightly. Randall, who has uh, you know kind of a stop route beyond the first down marker, uh, sees it. It goes to empty. There's no safety in the middle of the field, and just puts his hand up, and is running down the seam. And then once I get outside to the left, I know Jordy's out of it. I don't want to throw back across the middle. I don't know that he's knocked down, but I kind of peeked outside slightly because I saw Randall put his hand up. I peeked out sli- outside, and, and Bowman was tight on James Jones and was able to, uh, at the last second, just put a little extra into it to make sure that it wasn't severely underthrown. And, and when the ball was in the air, I mean, everybody's been talking about it in the air, about how it was you know, slow motion. And,
0: 2.4 seconds.
1: Yeah, but uh, all I was thinking about was, all right, we're in field goal range. Because I did, you know, that's that's kind of how my thought process was. All right, I, I, ball's in I'm thinking field goal range. Let's go spike this. And then uh, I see him catch it, and go in the end zone, and just um, one of the most amazing feelings ever. Uh, you know, just blacked out. It was amazing. Um,
0: as as you've established, I'm old compared to you. Um, the two things that went through my mind. Brett Favre had a 1993 touchdown pass against the Detroit Lions to Sterling Sharp. That, not exactly the same, but similar. Um, and then I thought back, and I know you guys have mended your fence. I thought back to him running down the sideline after throwing the touchdown in Super Bowl 96. Now, you didn't take your helmet off because that's illegal now. Mm-hmm. Um but just the kind of unbridled joy that we saw in your face after that play. It's too bad that you don't remember it because it was kind of cool.
1: I remember that much. And then <laughs> all I could think about was, uh, man, we're going to the playoffs. We can hold on for this 38 seconds, uh, 38 seconds more. So what a year. I mean, we've been through so much together. Uh, there's been a lot of things that uh, have happened both for us and against us. Um, and now we're sitting here. We're in the tournament. And that's what we talk about. Just get in. Anything can happen. We've seen uh, over the last ten years. There's been a number of wild card teams and low seeds make runs. You got to get hot at the right time. You got to be uh, healthy at the right time. We talk about it on the show at the beginning of the season. You know, it's all about how you're playing at the end of the year and um, what's the health of your football team. Now, obviously, without Clay, that's. Uh, you know he's he's our our stud on defense. Guys gonna have to step up. And Andy Malumba played a real good game. I'm I'm, uh, I'm uh, real proud of uh, the king of the village. Uh, good job by him. Uh, Sam Sam Shields uh, another stellar game. Sherman played his uh, you know his best football. So I'm proud of those guys. Uh, we need that kind of effort every week. And and it's it's all right in front of us. You know from this point forward. You know, it's all about execution and uh, how good uh, we can be. You can
0: be an eloquent cat when you want to be. That was pretty good. I have my moments. Um, let's look ahead to the 49ers. It's the coffee, it's, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the creamer, I think, is the key there. It, it is. is Mac Drill Fund Scout. Coffee, creamer. Yeah, By the way, cream. Mac Fund Coffee. So. All right. Um, Let's look ahead to the 49ers. What do you see from them defensively, and and maybe how much of the film from the season opener is still applicable, or have some things changed over the past 17 weeks?
1: Every every team goes through uh, an evolution as they try and find their identity, and no different uh, offensive football teams, to defensive football teams, and uh, you know it's it's a very talented group. I mean, this is uh, an incredible defense. They're very stout. Uh, they have some uh, some amazing players. Some guys who uh, have incredible name recognition, and guys uh, who are up and coming. Uh, you know, I think Eric Reed at safety is uh, has had a really good season. I think he's going to be a big time player in this league for a long time. Uh, they have some veteran guys. Uh, Brock has stepped in after they let uh, Assomio go. Uh, Brock stepped in and had a really good season as well. Uh, Terrell Brown, I told him last year, I told him the first game, you know, I have a lot of respect for him and I think he's, you know, one of the more underrated corners in the league with what they ask him to do in, in man coverage uh, situations and match situations. Uh, he's a very talented guy. Carlos in the slot is, uh, you know, an 05 draft pick, so I have a lot of, uh, respect, uh, for those guys, uh, from my draft class still hanging around. He's playing at a high level. He reminds me a lot of Charles. And I think that's a huge compliment to him, uh, because he plays the slot position, which is a, a incredibly difficult, uh, defensive position, uh, as a, as a corner to be able to be comfortable in the slot where receivers have two-way goes and you got a lot of, a lot of field to cover when you're matched up in man situations. Obviously, the linebackers are, uh, you know, it goes out saying their, their ability. Um, and then you got uh, some very talented guys up front. Uh, both are guys that rush off the edge or are elite pass rushers, and, and they get incredible push from their two interior guys. So they have uh, incredible name recognition. They got a great uh, group of offensive skilled players as well. Uh, this is, uh, um, you know, as tough of a matchup as you can expect in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Uh, I'm not going to ask you if there's any sort of revenge because we know you're not. It's not revenge you're after. It's a reckoning. Um, when you see the 49ers, they've beaten you three times. We know your history with them, growing up as a fan, uh, everything that played out in the 2005 draft. There, there's what? No extra juice. A little extra juice. What do you think when you see those 49er uniforms?
1: I just think it's. It's going to be a tough challenge. That's that's how I look at them now. I don't look at them as a team that uh, passed me up or my childhood team. Um, you know, Steve and Joe are long since retired, so <laughs> it's uh, it's a different football team. Um, still wearing those uh, those colors, and, and they uh, they wear them proudly. It's a very uh, proud football team, a talented football team, and uh, we're going to have to bring our uh, our best effort on uh, on Sunday to move on.
0: So I get to the Ask Aaron questions. You can submit those using the hashtag #AskAaron on Twitter, or you can email them to me. The first one comes from Brian. He says, "Will you stay up late tonight till midnight, or will you stick to your typical bedtime routine on New Year's Eve?"
1: What is my typical? I don't, bedtime know.
0: I don't know. I apparently, I don't know. Are you? In, are you? Do you go to bed early?
1: did uh, it have to be compared to what? You know?
0: What time do you go to bed? How about that? Is that a more direct question?
1: No, I don't. This is not your question. This is uh, his question here. Uh, these are Ask Aaron questions, okay? Uh, and now you're
0: asking Brian to clarify his There's been multiple
1: question. years where I uh, have not made it to uh, to midnight during uh, during these uh, these runs. Because I mean, this is a yeah. You know, there's been there's it's been years night. where we've actually we've played on uh, uh, on New Year's Day before. I think on a couple of occasions played on At least New Year's one. Eve. We've played on the second, third, fourth. So anytime we're playing after New Year's, you stick to your typical routine. We we do have a slightly later later uh, time to go in tomorrow. So there's a chance I might make it to to midnight. But can't you just make it to eleven to watch the the ball drop in New York? Is you that, could. Yeah. If, if you so I'm you gonna try to make the it rules. to eleven, that's right. kind of that's good goal. to have a
0: goal. Uh, Jordan says. Who is the guy with the Raleigh finger-style mustache on the sideline? <laughs> I saw him on TV, and I was impressed.
1: I, I'm now not I, sure who he's talking about There's been some incredible uh, facial hair on the sidelines. Uh not talking about my own. Um, but uh, there was a, a guy with a big red beard the last home game. It was humongous. Uh, that was impressive. Uh, I'm not sure who he's talking about the mustache. Is yeah. he talking
0: about Mike? He's talking about Mike? I yeah, think might, so.
1: Yeah, Mike's a trainer. A trainer for us great guy you actually did a story about well, him
0: i i am in the process of writing that thanks to you uh and it's something that uh i think we're going to hold off mike and i talked about till after the playoff run yeah. is over because it's too good of a story to tell when it's hardcore football but, yeah uh, mike actually he uh, shaved it
1: he shaved it i went through the uh training room today i said who's a new guy <laughs> but that was a sweet mustache i was trying to I was trying to get him to. He's been trimming it a little bit over the mouth. Okay. Uh, but he has the ability, which is is rare. He has the ability for it to cover both uh, both lips, uh, a la Sam Elliott, uh, the uh, champion of Indeed. mustaches, um, and a personal hero of mine. So. Uh, but, yeah, he shaved it. so He well, looks, Mike was, he looks uh, about 10 years younger.
0: Yes, he does. Mike was growing that for a, a specific reason, and I look forward to telling that story because it's a pretty compelling one. Um, Marcus says, are you the kind of guy that would play a song 20 times in a row at full volume? And if so, what's the last song you did that with?
1: Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, Lightning Crashes by Live could could be there. Um,
0: uh, Is there anything there Anything newer? by
1: Counting Crows. Uh,
0: Has anything? We know you're trapped in the '90s. You've got your '90s on nine. Yeah, I've been
1: playing. listening to a lot of Avett Brothers since the concert. Yeah, uh, so many good songs. Um, I'm trying to think of what what else I've been listening to recently that's been really good. House of the Rising Sun. I, I've been playing that on my guitar lately, so I've been. Is that a new song for you? Yes, it is. Great song. You're a renaissance man. It, but yes, I. I if you see me in my car driving, I'm probably <laughs> singing to something. <laughs> uh, are
0: the are the windows tinted on your Ford F-150? Not
1: on this one, no. So no. we
0: would be able if we pull up to you at a light, we would see that it was you. A lot of away.
1: people, yeah, they uh, they make faces from time to time.
0: Are they making faces, or are they just shocked? I
1: no, think they, they they're geeking out a little bit. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. And then they they try and drive up right next to your car, and 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 then just like. If you're going a certain speed, they drive up and then they just stay on the same speed. I don't know if they're taking pictures or whatnot. But sometimes I look over and give them a nice little wave.
0: Uh, Jeff says, I just read that Jeff Tedford is, I, don't, I assume this isn't Jeff Tedford asking this, uh, is being considered by Lovey Smith as offensive coordinator in Tampa if Lovey Smith gets the job. I'm wondering if you stay in contact with uh, Coach Tedford and what your thoughts of, are of him potentially coaching in the NFL.
1: I do. Uh, Coach and I are are very close, and I always enjoy uh, seeing him. I have a ton of respect for Lovey Smith over the years of competing against him, and I think that would be, uh, if Lovey were to get a job somewhere, that would be an excellent hire uh, for him. I think uh, Coach is ready for a, for a new challenge, and he's been in the college level for uh, just about all his career. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I heard something about Tampa potentially, right? Uh, there's a there's a, a Rodgers down there in Tampa who wouldn't mind uh, working with uh, a one Jeff Tedford.
0: Good young player, I hear. Yeah, bright future. Probably could help that tight end they've got down there, too. Uh, Craig says, what is the coolest thing about being a celebrity, and maybe what's the least cool thing about being a celebrity? <laughs>
1: I think there's there's so many great opportunities uh, as far as the the coolness factor. Whether it's working with the Mac Fund or doing these amazing uh, It's Aaron commercials we've done with uh, these incredible organizations in in the Milwaukee area, that's been uh, that's been a blast. Obviously, you get to go to some cool events. Uh, whether the, I've been able to host, not host, sorry, I'm never hosting. I've been able to. Uh, Uh, to present at a couple uh, award shows that's been fun the nfl honors has been uh, has been a great show the last couple years Uh, so those are some cool opportunities you get to meet some some cool people And as long as you don't geek out like i did when i met denzel washington you're usually fine
0: wait a minute how did you geek out when you met denzel washington
1: just i froze i froze i I did i didn't know what to say so uh, and he was so cool he was like
0: chris farley remember that time you were (laughs) that that time
1: you were in that movie that was awesome yeah, that was that's probably one of the worst uh, interactions I've ever had with a famous person. Uh,
0: are you you and Timberlake are close, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You and JT.
1: JT, yeah, he sent me a text after the game. it was uh, really. Nice. I got when you win, you get a text from a bunch of people. When you lose, nobody hits you. Yeah, Mom, Dad, maybe you know. Hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Thank you. That's on the cool side, and then on the uncool side, you know, I've talked about it from time to time. The uh, you know there isn't a whole lot of separation from your public and private life and um, you know you always have to be on at, at times and, and occasionally people get uh, upset if there's uh, if you you know you say no to a picture when you're eating dinner or something and that's that's kind of the, the hard part or if you get you know crazy rumors that that, that, uh, that swirl around you from time to time that uh, <laughs> they're just silly
0: I have no idea what you could be referring to. Yeah. Oh, you mean the Aaron Rodgers is gay story?
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know. It, so you're
0: aware of that? You saw this out there?
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm not gay. I really really like women. Um, that's all I can say about that.
0: You know, I I would I would say I, I would just add this that you know I've gotten to know you f- for a while and I know how you feel about social issues. I know where you stand on certain things. I know you're an intensely private guy. Um, And I didn't know if we were going to address this or not. I would say this, that um, the fact that your private life has remained as private as it has throughout the whole process of you becoming a celebrity, I know how important that is to you. Um, But I also know how much maybe sometimes things bother you that, you know, if maybe people are disrespectful not toward you but maybe even to a group of people. And I, I you know, from my perspective, um it just it bothered me that that there was almost some feeling of, you know, trying to that it was almost to look make you look bad. And that I don't think that it should be that way. That's my own opinion. I was disappointed in that. But
1: Well there's I mean there's always gonna be uh silly stuff out there in the media that just you know you can't you can't worry too much about it. and I I don't. So we just Keep on trucking, and I, you know, I, I like uh, I like the way my uh, you know uh, you know I think there, there should be professional is professional and, and personal is personal, and um, this is how I'm going to keep it.
0: Mike's question is uh, about Jay Cutler, who you I, I don't I'm not clear on your friendship with
1: him. I like him a, I like him a lot. I think he's a, I think he's a good guy.
0: So there's speculation that he might not be back with the Bears next year. Would you be disappointed? Uh, I mean, I know you understand it's a business. Would you be disappointed that you wouldn't be competing against him head to head anymore, or you know, would it be good to see maybe the Bears without a top-level quarterback?
1: Well, I have a lot of respect for Jay, and and, you know, a lot of it stems from uh, just the way that he was uh, with my little brother when my little brother went to Vanderbilt, and uh, Jay was uh, kind of was acting like a pseudo big brother when he was down there helping him. Figure out uh, the layout of Nashville, and uh, you know, obviously Jay went to Vandy, and I just, you know, since then I've had just a, you know, even more respect for him, and um, he uh, he's a great player. He's he's done it at a high level for a long time. We've had a lot of battles, and I always enjoy uh, our conversations, uh, both pre and and post game, and I and I enjoy competing against him.
0: uh, We have a few more here. Um, This one comes from Doug. He says, I noticed on the pass that was batted back to you, you tried to one-hand it with just your right hand. Uh, If you would have used your left hand, too, Doug says, you probably would have secured it. Were you favoring your left? I thought you dropped it on purpose, personally. Thank you.
1: I have done that before. I've actually... uh, Brett Favre's first completion was to himself. Yeah, I've dropped one on purpose before. That was not on purpose. I was... Uh, took my eyes off classic uh classic move right there uh, had eddie in the flat wide open uh, the guy knocked it down and i tried to catch it in one hand and and turn and look to see where the hole was uh, on the left side uh, which there was a little bit of a gap there um, not to say that i even would have got close to the end zone but um, the linemen were giving me a hard time on the bus afterwards, and I said, uh, "What would you even?" Gonna, they were like, "What were you even going to do if you had caught it?" And I said, "Well, I'd try and run it. If not, I'd throw it." Said, well, that's a second. That's a second throw. I'm like, "Yeah, I know the rules. I'm not going to take a huge shot at the goal line for a two point conversion. And if you complete it, don't they have to uh, accept the penalty and give you another shot there?" Right?
0: I don't know. I, are you that's sure it's question. not loss of down?
1: If you do that, it twice? might be. But you have to that's a great idea
0: advantage. right up until the potential of the losses. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't say. I'd probably throw it before I took a crazy shot, though. Well. A second yeah. time.
0: As, a, yeah. as opposed to the
1: I've, yeah. I have, with it. I, have, I think I do have one catch in my career, though, off of deflection. You do? Yeah, for positive yards, I believe. Well, that's an I had a catch back in junior college as well, and a catch at Cal. Okay. Three career catches uh, from the quarterback position. Zero touchdowns. I always got on actually, Jeff Tetford, You're talking about Jeff. I went back uh, my rookie year to a game they were playing Oregon State, and what do they run? They run the 7:46 rat tail, which is a toss to the running back, and he throws it to the quarterback uh, who runs like a wheel route down the opposite side. Never put it in when I was there, ever.
0: <laughs> Maybe but what you put happens? It in for Jordan. I
1: go back there and they throw a touchdown. Really? Yep. I guess they needed somebody a little more athletic.
0: Better talk to Mike about putting that in. Two more. Uh, this one comes from Sid. I have a business trip to Los Angeles this summer and thought it might be fun to take a day and do the Aaron Rodgers food tour of Southern California. My question is, if it's Claire's for breakfast yep. and bowl taco for lunch, oh, yeah. which props to Sid. She's obviously a valid, uh, a frequent listener
1: to the program. Thanks, Sid.
0: Where am I going to dinner?
1: Oh, so many options. If it's Tuesday night, you got to go to the brig for tacos. Taco Tuesday at the brig. Bull Taco
0: for lunch and then Taco Tuesday at the Brigant. You
1: go to Bull Taco, but you get a burrito. You get a California burrito. So you go to Claire's. You get the Claire Claire Cake Combo. uh, And then you go to Bull Taco and get a California burrito. And then you go to uh, the Brig, the Brigantine, which is right there on uh, uh, Via de la Valle and uh, and Coast Highway. Via de la Valle and Coast Highway. And you get the tacos on Tuesday night. If you don't go there, there's a couple really good spots. uh, Poseidon. Uh, Jake's, Del Mar are both really good spots for dinner, uh, which are on the water.
0: Okay. Well, well there. I hope that ho- helps your travel plans there, uh, Sid. The final question goes to our friend Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave Margolis right. again from uh, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. How may the fans take it up a notch to participate in a victory on Sunday? Now, there were, as of this morning, still some tickets Available for the game, so I hope that those people ver-
1: not think we're going to make it. Is that the? Is I that the believe they game?
0: sent out the ticket invoices to season ticket holders right after that Detroit game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense then, I guess. Well, I'd say if you follow Dr. Dave's lead, if you've ever seen him at a Bucks game, uh, his face is often painted. Which I, I'm not saying you have to do that, but he's always. Uh, raising the roof and, and getting the crowd involved um, it's it's something something to see there but you know what we need especially is noise on every down loudest on third down third when down the 49ers noise.
0: have the ball not when you do
1: right yes if you're doing the wave and we offense that's fine but just keep the uh, the roars at a uh, uh, at a medium level please
0: um, speaking of Dr. Dave, we had talked about this when he came to visit us, and he has a Mac Fund fundraising idea for us. And you mentioned what he's like at Bucks games. His idea is we should auction off. He's, he, his father has four tickets, not courtside, so not toes on the. What do you call that? Toes on the hardwood. What do you call
1: that? I've never called it that. You've never
0: no, <laughs> uh, It's not courtside. It's a few few rows back. But the idea of going to a Bucks game with him and you and maybe couple other people um you game for that
1: i'm game for we're that. gonna
0: auction that off for the mac fund Do
1: we have to paint our faces so you do okay
0: and dr dave will yeah and we'll see if the winner chooses to do so so we will uh we'll talk to our friend john Kerry at the mac fund we'll get that set up and then maybe by next week we can have the particulars to announce after perhaps A victory over the San Francisco 49ers and the Packers moving on in the NFC playoffs. They will take on the 49ers on Sunday at Lambeau Field. We will be back next week to talk about how that goes, take your questions, go inside the helmet, et cetera, et cetera. This has been the Aaron Rodgers Show.